0: Welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is a show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high quality content across livestream platforms. Livestream Stars is brought to you by LivestreamUniverse.com. Get your daily live stream update and show recommendations every morning in video form on our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash livestream universe couple of quick programming notes thursday 7 p.m eastern it's ask the expert debbie wong a career business and life coach will be taking your questions about the coaching process and how people can benefit from it and then on friday at 1 p.m eastern it's a special edition of live stream stars mark rogers of espn joins me to talk about the upcoming football season um, and also what's involved in, bin- in building and running um, a successful YouTube channel. You know, Mark, of course, from behind the scenes, BTS Live with Marty McPadden. And next Monday, it's the summer season finale of Livestream Stars. We have Anthony Conklin, motivational keynote speaker, and the man who interviewed Tony Robbins on Blab. And now to tonight's guest, David Vaughn is the founder of the TheProfitableList.com helping business owners grow their email list. He's experienced at producing video tutorials and hosting shows, including on Blab, and is up on the latest developments in tech and live streaming. On Blab, he gave himself the great tagline, a fairly unimportant person on an irrelevant platform. And so we welcome... That man, David Vaughn, and now you're on a relevant platform, so you may be becoming a more important person. Uh, Fire Talk is really stepping it up.
1: Yeah, no, I'm sorry, it's still irrelevant. <laughs> it's
0: sorry. still irrelevant.
1: social is is irrelevant. <laughs> all uh, social media all is relevant. is is what it is, and so and I'm still fairly unimportant. I'm waiting for this guy that you were saying was the guest tonight, though. Yeah, he, he sounded good, but for wow. now, you'll you'll just keep the seat warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll hold the spot. Um, I promise I'll stop talking as soon as he shows up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it. Instagram came out with its stories, much like Snapchat stories. Have you tried them? What do you think of them? Well, I,
1: you know, so is it Snapgram? Is it, is it, Insta, <laughs> is it Insta chat? Um, I, I, yes, I have tried it. Um, and, uh, Boy, you know what? Facebook, if you can't do it, just sit there and copy it and paste it as your own. I mean, Hmm. you know, video, the way the news feeds work, and now Instagram and Instagram stories. I mean, you know, it it was first we got longer, what, 60-second videos in in Instagram, so let's watch something longer. Um, and now you can actually have stories i you know i'll tell you it, it's an interesting and i'm i'm still playing with it. i mean it's brand new it came out or it was introduced to the majority of people i believe last week in uh the us and and you know you other countries out there who are pining for it you'll get it soon enough um I was, I was on the bandwagon, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, come on. There's already Snapchat, Snapchat matters, Snapchat lives matter. You know, I was all caught up in the, the whole thing. I, then I started thinking about, it. I was like, you know, there's, there's a possibility cause I mean, really judged it. Well, you know, you can't do filters. You can't do this. Oh, it's got that. That's pretty neat, but you still can't do this. We're still limited to 10 seconds. And, uh, so I was really hard on it at first. I was like this is just stupid. Um and then I thought, you know, it's actually got a good possibility a, a, a good um good potential. Great potential actually. Uh and that's because I watched a, a few people's uh stories. Um Amy Porterfield uh, who I've known for a long time um was one of the first ones. And <clears throat> I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with Amy Porterfield or not. Uh, she used to be uh, known very well for Facebook, uh, knowing how to work Facebook, Facebook ads and everything. Very successful in that. She used to work for Tony Robbins. Um, and then she started her own business. But anyway, I, she's she does a ton of online stuff. She's got a podcast. She does webinars. Um, she'll do videos every once in a while. But that's kind of not a lot. And you very rarely see Amy, just right. the raw Amy. She did a story, and, and of course, she was on camera. And I thought it was really, really good. She just gave us a little behind the scenes of her two offices, you know, because apparently one's not enough. Um, actually, one was a studio. Um, and I said, you know, now I see a little bit of great potential. Some behind the scenes, something a little bit different, catered to the people. And that's the biggest thing about anything social is that, uh, you know, too many times we sit there and want to – uh, well, in fact, we were talking about it this morning, uh, you know, I'll do a Snapchat and then I'll go over to Instagram. I'll do the exact same thing. And then I'll go over to Twitter and I'll do the exact same thing. And then Facebook Live and do the exact same thing and on and on and on. And, and people get caught up in that and they don't work the platform's tool as it should be according to the platform. You don't cater to that community that you got on there. Um, so while you may have an overall theme, the way you do it on Facebook or Instagram Stories or Snapchat or Periscope or FireTalk or Blab or whatever, um, it should be unique to those
0: people. So don't just download your um, snap and then post it to Instagram Stories.
1: Yeah, and you know, just there, what some people
0: obviously people, are doing so far.
1: <laughs> there's a few people, yeah, because they miss the filters. You know, they, 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 you know, they're caught up in what's already been out there, and they're not. You know, so they're like, well, they're piling for it. on or Snapchat
0: to- and they want to get you really to go over to their Snapchat. So it's like, let me show right. you what I can do with Snapchat filters and stuff.
1: Right, and that's the wrong mm-hmm. approach to take. That's exactly the the direction that I'm headed is that it's it's you know, it drives me crazy. It's like people it's like if I'd gone on Periscope right before this and I said, "Hey, listen, I'm getting ready to be on Fire Talk mm-hmm. over here." and follow me <laughs> around. <laughs> You know what? What's the point of that? I mean, if I'm going to sit there and include Periscope, you know, we could do the uh, the the salt, the simulcasting, the multicasting that uh, some of the um, some people do. Some people do it really well. Most don't, um, and I'm not a huge right. fan of it. Uh, I think it's too broadcasty. I, I think it's too um, cold. I think you're treating the platforms in a way that they're not really designed for, and you're really losing out. Um, now, if all you're doing is really a one-to-many type deal mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I, you know, then I guess it's okay. But you're missing out on the interaction. So either you have to be looking all over the place and addressing people as they come in, or you get people to help you out, you know, if you're going to stream to YouTube, and you're going to stream to Facebook, and you're going to be on Fire Talk and you're going to be on Periscope, have somebody there, who can, uh, you know, kind of be a, a right. pseudo you?
0: I so, mean, I anyway, think there's an advantage. That's a long,
1: yes, I've tried Instagram stories. Um, I do see that it has great potential. We'll I mean, I do think there's
0: out. an advantage um, in terms of reaching people outside your inner circle and going to multiple networks, streaming from hearsay to YouTube, streaming to Facebook Live, things like that. Um, but for me, anyway, to do that. I'm not going to do that at the expense of the show for the people who are here watching it here and chatting here and and the conversation that we're having and whatever. So unless I am able to do it in a way that isn't burdensome at all and I know the quality is going to be good on those channels, I'd rather have a really good show here and then just repurpose it afterwards. And if I want to add a little production to it or whatever, I can always do that afterwards. I can always edit out some things and make it a little tighter broadcast. But um, for now, my, right. my my concern is that this show be good for the people who are watching it here rather than the people who might stumble along on YouTube. But I do see the advantage to getting it to YouTube and Facebook Live eventually, um, maybe using Wirecast, which I have, I don't know. But I, I think that that ultimately is where I'm going to go. But I'm not at the point yet where I know that I can do it to where it won't be a distraction. In doing it while I'm broadcasting, and take away from the show.
1: Well, anybody anybody that's serious about broadcasting, uh, uh, doing live video, um, needs to stay away from YouTube. Uh, not YouTube, Facebook. Sorry, YouTube. Sorry. Um, Facebook live video sucks. It is a horrible experience for the viewer, um, and it's a pretty horrible experience for for. People that are broadcasting, but a lot of people are just. I hear the arguments; they're just settling. Um, And I, I, you know,
0: that's just. Well, I mean, here's the argument for going to Facebook, right? You've got tons of friends who don't even know that you've ever been on video. I mean, when you look at all your friends that you have on Facebook compared to other places and people who who will see your post and your live video. Um, one, you're providing another avenue for people who might be on a cell phone, whatever, and coming to this platform might be kind of complicated or difficult depending on their Wi-Fi and whatever. So maybe they just want to watch it on Facebook where they've already got the app open, whatever. But you're, you're also giving other people a chance to find you. Now, whether any of those people will then come over to watch the show or they'll go, oh, cool, you're doing this, send you a note, and then... you you won't see them again. I don't know, but that, I guess that's an advantage of going to Facebook is that you do open up a chance that other people in your network who don't normally follow this stuff will catch it live and maybe say, let me go over to fire talk and join the chat. Of course they could start chatting on Facebook. You can't keep up with the chat on Facebook. And then, you know, right.
1: (laughs) See, here's the, here's the problem with that. And I hear that argument too. Um, You are, uh, when you approach it in that sense, it's like you're a rudderless ship. You have no control um, over how things are going. You're just kind of going all willy-nilly about it. And you're not really being serious about it. And so if you're not being serious about it, you're not being serious about, uh, you know, touching on one of the three E's, which is entertainment uh, or entertaining, educating, or empowering... Um and helping serve the community that you serve, I, you know, then why should they take you serious? you know other than than what it is? Um, you you can't deposit um, followers, likes, retweets, reposts, shares. all that stuff doesn't work. you 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 know the <laughs> banks don't take it. I check every day. And I get the same answer every day, and I keep telling them I'm going to keep checking because one of these days you are, and as soon as you are, I'm all over it with both feet. Um, and I'll retweet and share and post that out to everybody um, and be sure to cash in. Um, that's the importance of, of of your list. And that's that's someplace that, that we ignore, a lot of people ignore, um, because they, they don't know that they view the list incorrectly. Um, They don't view their list as uh, there's two numbers that, that, or there's, there's two symbols that go with a list. It's, it's the number sign number of subscribers Mm -hmm. and the dollar sign. Because Mm -hmm. if you're in business, um, then you need to be making money. Now, if you have a list and you're not, you know, trying to build your list, uh, you know, tried to build your business up and, and, uh, monetizing to use the word that I hate, but that's actually an and just, just, use so for people, just so people uh, you're not just so people just so people understand,
0: now. you're talking about your email list, your subscribers that I you, that you your subscribe at your website, I, or maybe they subscribe through a call to action button on your Facebook page or something like that.
1: Or they subscribe through a call to action of you sitting right. there saying, hey, listen, uh, I, you know, if you want the up to the minute Uh, You know, you want to stay in the know. I talk to my list first. They are the first ones to hear everything. They're the first ones to know everything. That's where the conversation is. And oh, by the way, um, I love getting email. So anytime that you're on my list and you want to sit there and reach out to me, just hit reply to any email that you've ever got. I check every single one. Um, that's one of the bigger things that, as well is that, you know, we we build the list, we send all this crap out. Somebody does reply and it just goes off into the darkness. It goes into the nether realms of, of you know, wherever it goes in that big. Um, what was the beast in the return of the Jedi that, that Boba <laughs> Fett got eaten by? Um, it, that's where it goes. I mean, that's essentially what people view that when you're on a list, that's what you view. And if you want to, if you want proof, just look at the, all the lists that you're on. Look at all the shit email
0: yeah, yeah, it, right. it's a family show, yeah. but you know we allow we allow three three okay. uh, four-letter words yeah. before we uh we send somebody over there to, to well, shut you, down your camera. See now I'm standing. Sarlacc pit <laughs> experiential Ed says Sarlacc pit is where it goes.
1: <laughs> there you go, the Sarlacc pit. I knew somebody was going to come up with it. I'm I'm ashamed that I didn't I so think of that. So what right away. what is the
0: key to um, writing? good emails or a good newsletter or good email content that makes somebody want to open a David Vaughn email compared to the 97 other ones they get from lists they subscribe to because they wanted that 10 page ebook, which was going to give them the secret to making a million dollars this week. (laughs) I don't know. know You get any opens? You must be doing something right now.
1: That's actually a really good question. Um, And it's really, really, really simple. So if you're a coach, um, you you may want to just mute me at the moment um, because I'm probably going to go against everything that most coaches say. I want you to write your email to your list like you're writing to a person. So just like you're having a conversation, because that's all it is we get so caught up in trying to make everything so much bigger than what it actually really is. Um, I, you know, social, this social, that social, uh, you know, uh, all the different social networks that have popped up and now the live networks that are popping up. It, it's, it doesn't matter. We had social networking in the seventies and eighties. It was called talking and that's all you're doing. You talk with somebody, not at them, treat them like you would want to be treated and have a conversation um make sure that what you're talking about is consistent and by consistent i don't mean be the same old boring rhetoric time after time after time after time what i mean is be consistent with your tone be consistent with who you are as a person um be consistent with how you represent whatever it is that you're serving the community that you're doing you know so if you're if you're um, um if you're a, a a food blogger guru person um, and you start talking to me about um, affiliate sales on Amazon, I ain't got nothing to do with the other thing. And you're not an authority in that. You know, we it's, it's not a brand. And I get that type of stuff all the time. Um, have respect for your list. Don't treat them like they're stupid. Don't don't fall into these, these little, um, in fact, I was looking at this earlier today. Um, the, these FOMO mails, uh, that go out. Uh, I got an email earlier today. I can't even remember who it was from. It was that important. Um, and I didn't open it because I, I wasn't really interested at the time of, of opening it. Oh, I know. Um, and then within an hour, I get another email from the same person. And this is a big, big brand. Um, and it's 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 uh, uh, sitting there saying, "Oh, I you know I made a mistake. Here are the correct links or something. proofread your shit before you send it out." You know, oh my gosh.
0: Um, so there's a big influencer who a lot of people follow. Who for some reason I'm on his email list. I don't even remember subscribing, um, but I've never actually opened an email from him because he puts things like emergency. In an email yep. header. I'm sorry, but when I see that pop up, I'm not happy. Like if I see that pop up before I see that it's from one of these email lists that I don't respect, I first think like what the hell's going on? Something with a family member, what like emergence? Like that's just really disrespectful to the people on your list. And so I if it was worth the five se- if it was worth the five seconds to me, I'd go to his his list and unsubscribe, but it's not even worth the time to do that.
1: <laughs> That's on you know, and that that type of response right there is is actually worse uh, to businesses and our list than the unsubscribe. At least if I unsubscribe, you took an action right. um, that I'm no longer relevant to whatever's going on in your life. If if you just let me go into the nether realms of of you know trash, um, one you're costing me money on most services. Um, because you're a subscriber, right. so you're counted for something. Now it may not be a lot, but it's still something. Um, but you I mean, it's sending it's your just list of people like, who are know, actually going to open your emails, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like having false numbers. It's like somebody coming across to me and saying, "Well, you know, um, oh, I've got ten thousand subscribers, or I've got twenty-five thousand subscribers," and I go, "Well, that's great. What's your open rate? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know." Or which is the industry average, um, which is really, really low. Okay. If you've got 10,000 people on there and your open rate's 10%, um, well, that's a thousand people. And then I asked the the next question, which is the real burden. Well, that's great. What's your conversions?
0: That's the bigger one, right?
1: And they're like, well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) like, well, I, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't selling anything or, or something. I'm like, yes, you were. Um, you just, you know, evidently don't realize that you were And, and but people think that, you know, well, I don't want to always be salesy or anything. like. And that's one thing, you know, don't always be pitchy, pitchy, salesy, salesy, slimy, slimy, um, I, you know, and be upfront when you are right. pitchy, pitchy, salesy, slimy, slimy. And
0: we're all, we all have to be. You pitchy, should pitchy, always salesy. have some kind of call to action on um, your, on your email or no. Now, I mean, so even if you know, I something. Sit there
1: and I'm like, "Hey, tweet this out, right. um, reply to me and let me know what's going on, um, all these different types of things. And, and, you know, we assume that people are going to do that. <laughs> we assume that people are going to reply. No, we are all, you know, dumb. Right. Right. Um, and we don't know that you want to hear from us. or we don't know that it's real or, or, you know, whatever other excuse. So, uh, you know, lead us by the hand step-by-step step as you walk us along. If you want me to make a call to action, put the call to action in there. Now, getting back to a point I made earlier. If you have a call to action and somebody takes a charge of it, please don't let them go off into nothing. Do <laughs> some kind of love. Um, if it's a tweet, favorite the tweet. If you are so freaking busy, and I would love to meet these people. I, I could probably count... <laughs> On two hands, um, the the super busy people I know, and on one hand, I could justify five of them. Yeah, you know, I could justify five of them, and but they have a staff, and they have meetings. I know how their their workings are because I've talked to them about. It. I'm like, well, what do you do? Um, you know, I'll, I'll just don't let them go off into nothing. Anyway,
0: right, right. So. Do you have like when you look back on emails you've sent? Do you have some like you can say, okay, this was a formula that succeeded, and this was one that didn't. Like, can you can you identify why certain ones? Or you just sometimes you're scratching your head, like, I thought this was great, or you know, you have like the points that you can look at and go, okay, I did this wrong, or I did this right. Like, what are some of the things people do right? that lead to opens and things that people are doing wrong when nobody's opening their emails?
1: Um, well, that's really tough for everybody, but I can guarantee um, that if you treat whatever you're sending out to your list, um, and again, email list. Now, I, you know, and Ross said, when, when I talk about lists, I'm, I'm talking about, um, email lists. But I mean, there are other lists right. out there, but all your other lists should filter down to your email list. And let me make sure at this point gets across as to why I say this, because I've had the, um, oh, well, you know, I've, I've got YouTube subscribers and I do fine. I don't need an email list. Facebook, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook. That's where everybody's at. Um, yeah, you and one point and them and 1.7 billion other people. Um, I, you know, or Twitter or or anything like that. Um, the only conversation that you can control is your email list. right. You can you can control that over your website unless you have your own server, on your own uh, data farm, um, uh, you know with your own internet that you own and you maintain, and all this other type of stuff. Um, things can happen. Um, uh, social, nobody controls it. If you are leaving, if you are leaving the fate of your existence, up to social you might as well count yourself as already out of business
0: right facebook can change that algorithm, algorithm at any time and by the time you catch up to how to get to those people it's too late or change just start charging so much for it that you can't afford it right
1: i mean <laughs> change algorithm charge uh, you know the price gets increased from free to whatever um or uh, you know the business just decides to sit there and pivot meerkat uh, you know, let's look at a live video. Meerkat, um, mev, and the two seconds that existed. Oh, mev's not around um, anymore. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I gave up. I, 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 I spent a day on it. thought it was
0: sort me. of fun and never went back because there's 18 other things to do.
1: <laughs> mev was introduced to me. I thought it was really neat. Buggy is all get out. And I sat there and reached out to him. And I said, you know, listen, you've got a lot of great potential, I think. When you update your app and get rid of these things, I'll be back. Well, that was January, which is when they came out, um, and I haven't heard anything since. And it's since been deleted on my app, and and don't care about it. And don't really care about it anymore. Um, Blab, which is a platform some people know and some people don't know. I
0: think this um, crowd's probably heard of some Blab.
1: Built up everything, uh, and 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 you know, was everything was going wonderful, and then Blab. Shifted gears. Um, you know, (laughs) and, and that and blab just and blab happened. That that that's as simple as it. But I know that there were people and that was it. And I, you know, I I was on that platform for quite a bit, and I say the same thing all the time that you need to be consistently building your list. You need to constantly be building your list, you need to constantly be offering the opportunities. Two people to get on your list. Now, if they don't take the opportunity to get on there, and all of a sudden you can't find them on there anymore, then that's their fault. Probably, it might be your fault in the way that you that you pitch something. But um, I, you know, these things can just sit there and 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 change. Now, getting back to your question about um, open rates, what are people doing right? What are people doing wrong? I, you know, until I, if I were unless I were to look at it. And really kind of get it in depth, I could give a very broad overview. But I can tell you it probably falls within three areas. And the three areas actually have the same thing to do with each other. So to make sure that I don't say something's out of whack. And these are really, really technical terms. So make sure you get out your pen or your pencil or whatever um, and, and, and get ready to write. Okay? The promise, the stuff, the price. I know that's really technical. Um, but those are the three areas that things usually fall off. And we get very defensive and and puffy chest and and look like gorillas walking around saying, well, it's none of that. It's my list. If nobody's opening your emails, it ain't your list. It's you. <laughs> um, now, for me. Yeah. And usually what happens is I go back after I sit there and whine and complain and get all puffy chest. I come back to reality and I look at those three areas and I see how far off I've gone from who I am and what it is that I have and what it is I do to serve the community that I serve. And usually it's the promise somewhere along the ways I've gone way off board. And this has happened to me and it's happened to other people. And it's hard to admit, especially to ourselves. But, um, you know, th- those are usually the three areas. Uh, the promise is, is a real easy area to sit there and, and, and stay within the realm, as long as you know what the promise is. A lot of people don't know what the promise is. And the promise is, um, it, it's, you know, what's the outcome or result that you, the reader, will get? Um the other area that kind of falls into that is it's a promise to yourself. I promise to treat everybody on my list as an individual. I promise to write as if I'm speaking to you. Not you all, not y'all, not you guys, whatever you want to say. Um <laughs> dear list. Yeah. Dear John. Dear sub dear valued subscriber <laughs> and etc.
0: Yeah. Um Ladies and gentlemen,
1: yeah, don't you love those types of? of, of and and this will show you the real, the real winners out there. And I've I've gotten it more times than I can count. Um, some people, I, and you know, there's there's you can listen to whoever you want. Uh, when you're building your list, I tell people you need to ask for two two fields: uh, name, and you can whittle that down to first name if you want. I just put name. A lot of times I get the first name. Sometimes I get the full name. Um, An email. Mm -hmm. I love coming across the list where it's just the email that they want, you know, because they were too lazy to actually go look at the MailChimp form that they were uh, building. Um, And so the first email that you get is dear blank. Or dear and my email address or something. Oh, God, Uh, you know, take the time to look into it now. It's okay if that happens just figure out how to fix it and work it and go it along and that's the, you know that's the beautiful thing about everything that's digital and marketing today is that it costs us so little right at least it should um compared relative to where your business is at um, compared to what traditional advertising or and <laughs> I, I I have an issue with digital advertising or digital media because we never had analog advertising it was just advertising um, but we want to sit there and skin it with a buzzword. So digital media. Um, it's so much cheaper and it's so much more interactive. It, you know, they're not yellow page ads. They're not billboard signs. They're not TV commercials. They're not all these other things that we've had. But that's how we treat a lot of this stuff. And right. so, uh, you know, a lot of people treat their list like their TV viewers. Cold, dead, and unresponsive. And I don't care what you have to say or if you like it or not. I paid for this spot to get in front of you. And that could lead into the next thing. Right. And that's right. all social, email, stop and shut up. Open your ears and listen and respond. And it doesn't have to be to just your list. It could be to, uh, you know, whoever. Go do a random Twitter search on something that you're interested in don't tweet what you know you think about instantly. Find what other people are talking about. Join their conversation.
0: Have a conversation. Build your list. Very practical question. What list building tools do you use? Do you use MailChimp, Aweber? Which Which one of the, the different tools out there do you recommend?
1: Um, it, 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 I guess it really depends on where you are. So my first answer is you need something and if all you can afford is the free account of MailChimp at this time, and there's nothing wrong with that, go sign up for MailChimp. Um, They've been around for a long, long time. There are things that you do get, things that you don't get, but it's a great place to start and at least it will allow you to build your list. Every overnight sensation that took eight to 10 years that I have talked with, did you catch that? Yes every overnight sensation that took eight
0: to 10 years. Right. Um, they're why only I, an overnight. That's why, I'm,
1: that's why I'm fairly unimportant.
0: Right. The, uh, the, the only reason why they're really an overnight sensation is that most people didn't recognize them until they became a success. Yeah. <laughs> so to most people, they were an overnight success, but in fact, there was eight to nine years before that, that they were plugging away, building their list, posting on social Making connections, making relationships, all they that. Were,
1: you know what they were doing? And, and I talk to people about this all the time is, um, you know, for those of us who are are, are not as fit or healthy um, as we'd like to be. And, you know, we, so we decide, well, we're going to go to the gym. And when we walk in the gym, we instantly want to be able to bench press 500 pounds and leg press five hundred, you know, squats or whatever five hundred, and we instantly want to be able to do two hundred uh, push ups and all this type of stuff. Go into the gym and try that; you're going to be dead because there's your body's going to stop you. It's not, it, but we we sit there and 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 don't treat the rest of the stuff. All you're doing is training. All you're doing is learning what doesn't work and what you need to work on. And what other people want to know, and and so you're just training as you go along. Trust me, the reason you haven't made it is you're not ready yet. You haven't gotten your training to the point of when you're there. And when you get there, you'll know it. And then guess what? It's going to be a whole nother level. Um, and for every level, there's another devil, as <laughs> as uh, um, um Tyrese says, uh, Tyrese Gibson, and he somebody else probably said it, but he's the first I heard say it. Um. What type of list building tools specific to email? Uh, convert, uh, currently, I'm using ConvertKit uh, as my primary, and I have Aweber as my backup. Um, Mailchimp's great, um, but ConvertKit and Aweber—they're low-end services. I mean, talking less than thirty bucks a month. Yeah, um, ConvertKit I think is twenty-nine, um, and and Aweber I think is nineteen now, if I'm not mistaken. They used to be a lot cheaper. But, I mean, you get a lot more with that. Now, if somebody were to come to me and say, just give me the, the, uh, you know, tell me which, which service that I should use, I'm going to say ConvertKit. Um, and the reason I'm going to say ConvertKit is because ConvertKit treats subscribers completely differently than everybody else. So the way most of the email services work is that if Ross comes and signs up on my homepage, mm-hmm. and um, then I've got him as a, as a subscriber in what's called a a a um, a list, a, a category, um, not a category but a list. That, that's uh, you know he's in this funnel, and it's called the homepage sign up funnel or whatever it is you
0: want to call it. So they segment and then everything. if I sit
1: there and I have um, a webinar coming up and Ross wants to be a part of that. Well, he's got to sign up. Well, I can get Ross on that list as well. But now Rost is on, Rost, Ross is on two lists and he's counted as two separate subscribers, even though he's the same person. Now, how does ConvertKit treat Ross differently for me? Ross comes and signs up on my homepage and, and I have it on ConvertKit and that's fine he does that and then ross wants to and he gets tagged i can sit there and tag ross with how he signed up on my list homepage sign up or homepage left column i can get very very fancy with it and then i I've, I've got the same webinar coming up ross can go sign up for it and when he does it'll tag him it'll sit, and i can tag it with whatever i want i could you could create the tag you can make it really really long i know people like right for tags, um, but that's okay. That's what works for them. I, you know, but webinar one or, or webinar on list building or uh, webinar, to, you know, whatever it is, and Ross is then listed there. Well, what? How, what's the difference? Well, one, I'm not getting charged twice for Ross. Yay for me. Um, but two, um, I can sit, then sit there if I need to talk to the list of people that joined up on the webinar, um, then I can do that. If I wanna to talk to the list of people that t- joined up on the webinar, but also signed up originally for my list on the homepage signup or the homepage left column signup, I can actually tag it that way. So it gives you a lot of maneuverability and a great amount of functionality. Now, there's other services out there that use tagging as well. And I'm a huge fan of tagging and tag categories. Um, Infusionsoft is one. I know people, in fusionSoft Some people call it Confusionsoft because it's like a super powerful engine. Um, There's a lot of stuff that it can do. And there's actually a lot of stuff that it can't do. Um, I run a couple of Infusionsoft accounts now for for corporate. Um, I know people that have gotten off of it and gone Mm -hmm. to services like ConvertKit. And we're talking people that have 100,000 plus subscribers on there. And it's just, you know, it it depends on where you are and what you're doing. Um, Plus, Confusion soft costs you know a lot more money. Um, Entreport's out there. Uh, the only service that I I push people away from, and I always will, is Constant Contact. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Unless you want all your emails to go to somebody's spam folder all the time, um, <laughs> you know, don't go to Constant Contact ever, 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 ever. So. I put them in the same category as Facebook Live
0: Do you think ConvertKit is for everybody or you think that's something to step up to once you get your list to a certain point?
1: If you can stomach the the dollar figure, 29 bucks, like I say, I think a month, um, I would start there because uh, it's just better to start there. There's no point in trying to learn something else. There's no point in trying to learn MailChimp. I, you know, again, it's it's what you can afford to do. And I understand sometimes that's just not there. And that's fine um, if you're not there. But if you can afford that. And, and I'm talking about, I know a lot of people, I've run across a ton of people who sit there, well, I can't afford that. And they are paying uh, for, uh, you know, um, uh, not to name lead pages but uh, you know a lead pages type service they're paying uh, you know a, a stupid amount of money uh for 15 different websites um th- you know they've got all these other things that they're paying for that honestly they could probably strip and whittle down um you can afford convert it's a, it's a great service
0: alexander s compared to aweber
1: aweber uh, is my backup um Weber and and aweber is coming along um, in fact, they're beta testing or they have been beta testing tags and the tagging feature. Um, my biggest problem with AWeber and one of the reasons that I got or, or shifted off of them uh, was the fact that they they don't have a way to have a single subscriber and multiple tags. Mm-hmm. They have a way that I can communicate with the subscriber, but if Ross comes again, if Ross were to come to the homepage and sign up, he's a subscriber. If Ross then goes to sign up for my webinar, He's another subscriber, so I'm paying too much for Ross. Right. And trust me, I don't want to pay too much for Ross. No, I love Ross, but he's not going to no open point.
0: your email anyway. So what's the problem? right, right? So um, staff, yeah, Terry Johnson asks, "What happened to A. Weber? They used to be the favorite, um, and they still are.
1: Uh, it's it's just you know they kind of got I think complacent, um, but they do what they do." And again, I'm not, I'm not downing on them. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the model that I'm talking about, one, is not unique to them. Right. MailChimp does it. Um, a lot of services do it. Um, it's just somebody saw that it wasn't right, mm-hmm. and they figured out a way to do it a little better, differently, and I like it and um so so that's all that it really was i mean it's i hear a lot of people down on mailchimp um you know mailchimp went through a couple years ago uh, a really huge shift and what they would what they uh, said was allowable email through their services and and you know if, if you didn't if you fell into a category of a certain type of email they were going to you know pretty much shut your account off and people just went up in arms well you know it's because most of them were sending out crap anyway. And that's who they were trying to, you know, MailChimp got, got a bad rep. Um, So, and, and Aweber, like I say, I I still give Aweber a tiny amount of money every single month um, just as a backup. Now, when I say that email is the only conversation that you control, um, can something happen to your email service provider to where you cannot communicate with your which list. Is why you keep a ba- which is limited. why
0: you keep everybody in AWeber as well.
1: Well, it, it, that's one. Um, but I actually just export my list. I, I, I set up timers in my calendar and I do it religiously. Um, it, you know, if, if I had to, I would sit there and copy and paste everybody into the BCC and send out a notice. Um, but, uh, you know, at least you expect to see emails from me um, and, and it won't be a big shock and a big surprise.
0: How so, often should you write to your list? Is there a too often? Is there a not often enough? I think I'm in the not often enough category, as you probably know from. Subscribing. I, you
1: know, I'm actually going through experimenting with that a little bit this summer. Um, I, I, I I've, well, in fact, July was was, was absent. Um, and, and the funny thing is I started getting emails saying asking me if everything was okay. Um and I said, Yeah, you know, everything anyway, I you know, it it got to a point of trying to figure some things out uh in and, and a direction and and where I wanted to go. And I didn't want it to be robotic and I didn't want to start turning people off. And I noticed a little bit of dip in the last couple of emails that I had sent in my open rate. Um, and so, you know, hardcore me, I had to go back. I know people that um, they may send out an email once every three months, once every four months. Um, I know one person, he's gone as long as once every six months. And even he admitted that was way too long. Um, But when people receive his email, they open it. (laughs) The reason they open it is because they know what he's got to share is awesome. So that's the one key thing right there. Make sure what you're sharing is worthy of being shared. Make sure it's right. Awesome.
0: In that sense, it's like, you know, people who jump on live streaming because they go, oh, it's been a few days since I've been on. They have nothing actually worth saying or or mm-hmm. don't even want to be on. And it shows. But it's like, oh, well, I haven't done this in a few days. I've got to do it. And the same thing with an email. Right. I mean, don't send out an email without a purpose to it and without something and, worth and it's sharing. Got
1: that. Yeah, you know, I, so I've always kind of well, I haven't always been, but I've I've grown to the point I've I've worked it long enough that I became a type of person that, um, I would I know when I need to send something mm-hmm. out, and when I'm sending something out, uh, it's it, it it's because I really want to share it. It's it's going to fall into one of the three categories. I'm either going to entertain you, I'm going to educate you, or I'm going to empower you, um, and those are the three areas that I always want to make sure that I'm I'm fitting my stuff in. Um, I never want to send out. Um, Hey, this is how you become an Amazon affiliate (laughs) and benefits of it. Unless the reason I'm doing it is because I get a lot of questions. Now that's the other thing is when I get, and that's listening. um, When people are sitting there like, Hey, what do you, you know, how do you do this? Or or what is it? You know, I I see you're doing this. What do you do? And how do I get, you know, all that type of stuff, you know, but then that's a request. You are actually replying to what your community is saying, Teach us, it. Stop keeping all the money. Um, and I did uh, squirrel. Uh, can we rewind? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we'll take it out of the West
0: Coast version.
1: There we go. There we go. Sorry, West Coast peeps. Uh, I know it's early for yeah. you. Um it, go! I was really on a good spot, and I really went way off topic there. That's me, though. If
0: you
1: know me. That's all right.
0: It wouldn't be be a David Vaughn interview if I didn't ask you what you're hearing, what's going on with YouTube, what's going on with Facebook Live. Is Facebook Live going to give us two people on camera? I know you don't like the platform, but just that's, you know, something that's on everybody's mind. YouTube was supposed to come out with YouTube Connect. I haven't heard anything about that lately. That was originally people were talking about that coming out in May. What, what do you know? What are you hearing? What are your sources telling you?
1: Well, yeah. So YouTube connect is, as far as I know, it's not going to be called YouTube connect. Um, So we got a lot of rumors um, based off a, a that nobody has ever seen um, sketchy email. Mm -hmm. Um, We knew YouTube was, was going to do something mobile and live video or live streaming of, you have to go that route. Um, they've already released it to a select golden few, and they did this back at VidCon. Um, Alex Wasabi, North Carolina native Alex Wasabi, who's got like 10 million freaking YouTube subscribers, and um, he can be pretty funny sometimes and then pretty annoying others. Um, he actually does it every Wednesday. It's um, It's coming. I think that they're waiting for, I think Android's going to receive it first, so Android peeps, be happy. Um, uh, Of course, I could be wrong. It could get released on both platforms at the exact same time. I think what they're waiting for is the new um, Android uh, OS, Nougat, I think is what it's called, um, to come out, and then they're going to release it. The fact that it was supposed to be out in May there was no hard deadline ever set. They just, you know, it was like, well, we expect this to be dropped in a few weeks. And, and, you know, with, there was something coming up and it wasn't VidCon. Maybe it was VidCon. I don't know. Anyway, they were like, well, you know, we'll probably see it then or something. Right. Right. You see it When you see it, um, YouTube has been doing video and has been doing this long enough. Um, when, when they finally release it to the masses, it's going to squash, um, these other services. You're going to notice such a freaking difference. Um, Because uh, if nothing else, the peering network that YouTube already has in existence, the the way that you're able to watch your videos and have little to no um, um, lag or or increased buffer, um, no matter what your bandwidth is. Um, is because of the peering network that they built. And they've been doing this since 2006. So 10, 10 years into it, they know video. Um, Facebook live video and, and all their type of stuff. Um, well, I mean, my first response is who cares? Fix fix it so that it just freaking works now as it is before you start introducing other stuff. Um, I've heard the rumors about two people on camera. Who knows? I think, you know, YouTube got spanked really hard um, when um, BuzzFeed was asked by Facebook uh, to stream the interview that they had with President Obama. Mm -hmm. Two minutes into the broadcast, Facebook Live video crashed. There was no coming back from it. Now, BuzzFeed, being BuzzFeed, they already had a backup plan. They just fired up YouTube Live, and then they shared the YouTube Live to their Facebook fan page. So, <laughs> it was a big smack in the, 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 the rear uh, for them.
0: Um, Reminds me of a web design company that uses WordPress for their blog, for their company blog, even though they sell you that they've got this great blogging capability. We yeah. won't mention any names, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like ah. So in order to deliver that to you exclusively on Facebook, well, no longer exclusively, we had to put it on YouTube first and then drop it in, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and, and that's really that. That's really what it was. It, it was just it was kind of a, a smack in the face. Um, every session, um, I, I, there's no way that Facebook could have been prepped for what's going on because they didn't do live video. They added it in. I think they added it in incorrectly. Now that's one thing Twitter did do right. At least they didn't try and build it themselves. They just went and bought Periscope. Um, Did they buy the better platform than Meerkat which was the other option that was out there? I guess, Um, you know, they they probably wanted to make sure that the servers were housed in the US and, and Meerkat servers were not. Um,
0: they basically I mean, picked I'll, the winner. Whoever they picked was going to be the winner between those. Well, two Meerkat,
1: and, and I honestly haven't kept up with it. I don't know what they're doing, but they just decided that it wasn't the direction that they wanted to go. Um, that they wanted to do something a little bit different, and they were they were they were having trouble. Um, they were struggling keeping viewership going. They had a very dedicated uh, group of broadcasters, kind of like another platform.
0: Um, <laughs> one we I don't mention anymore.
1: I'm not about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Facebook's just, you know, it's really tough. And I don't care how much freaking money you got. You still have to build the infrastructure that doesn't appear overnight. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a lot of people that um, – are using, uh, virtual, uh, broadcast systems, open broadcast systems. So OBS is one of them. Um, Wirecast would be another one. It's just, you got to pay for it. Um, but these people are using these on their, on their main computer. So they don't build a dedicated system, video cards and, and enough Ram and that's all it does and, and everything. And, you know, they're looking for the exact same type of, um, ability as, uh, those that have, uh, production equipment, um, and dedicated systems and, and, you know, expensive video cameras that shoot six and eight K and, uh, you know, all this type of stuff. Um, it's the same type of thing as what I see Facebook doing. They're just trying to be in the game because they're afraid of missing out. Right. I don't think anyone would have really cared, uh, if Facebook live video had, had not been introduced yet. I think people would rather have a great experience instead of a, eh, or a really crappy experience, which is what most of us have when we watch stuff. I, I can't stand it. I, I love to try and watch people, but as soon as you lag or buffer, that's it, I'm done. So, and the other thing is the way that they're, they're not really handling, and I could get real technical about it. They're not handling HTML5 correctly they're, or WebRTC. So, and that's because a lot of Facebook video still relies on us
0: hmm.
1: or JW player or Java
0: players. Anyway, the tech buzz says Facebook, Facebook will decimate Facebook. all YouTube had their chance. If you're not on Facebook live, you're missing the boat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I'm just wrong which wouldn't be unheard of, but I'm not wrong yet.
0: Right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, David. It's been fun. Theprofitablelist.com, David Vaughn at theprofitablelist.com. And where else can people find you?
1: Uh, I am at, I am David Vaughn just about everywhere. So Twitter, Snapchat, Ross. Um, Yeah. Instagram. Don't, don't look crazy. to me on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> I think you still haven't opened that Snap from a few weeks ago.
0: No, no. That day uh, that hey, I yeah. was on Snapchat before you sent that, but that's been the last time I've been on Snapchat. Unless my finger goes over iPhone. the app and I accidentally open it, and then I try and close as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are you Android or iPhone? I'm Android. Ah, uh, see... I you know, I just learned today and it was funny because I've had the Snapchat app on my Nexus tablet forever. Um, I just found out today, apparently I've never opened it on there. So uh, there were a few things I found out, including I didn't realize you couldn't be logged into Snapchat from two different platforms at the same time.
0: No, I you um, missed um, I hear that it's a
1: very yeah, horrible experience on Android. So uh, you know, I feel for you all. Uh but there's iPhones, they're they're readily available and the iPhone sevens coming. Um so there's that. But, yeah, I'm, I, have, I am David Vaughn. Uh, and why am I at I am David Vaughn? Uh, because David Vaughn is apparently a famous footballer in the UK someplace. Uh, plus, he's a wedding photographer. Um, he's a doctor, a lawyer. Um, I, I don't know. He's very busy. I don't <laughs> know how I have any time to do anything. <laughs>
0: very busy um, and
1: talented. <laughs> and I just – it became a running joke in a forum that I was on one time because there was, like, a whole bunch of Davids. Um, and so I just sat there and I said, I am David. And, uh, from there I went to, I am David (laughs)
0: Vaughn. You are, you sure are. (laughs) It's David Vaughn, the profitable list.com again, Thursday night, 7. PM Eastern ask the expert Debbie Wong, a coach will come on, talk about the whole coaching process, how you can benefit from it. Any questions you have, it'll be as many questions as you guys want to ask. We'll stay around and do, and then. On Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, Mark Rogers joins me for a special edition of Livestream Sports Preview the College Football Season. Also talk to Mark about how he built up his YouTube channel and and, and live streaming programming. And you can find that right here. Both of those shows on Fire Talk. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a great evening.